Wake up, America, before it's too late. The Steve Day Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin. He's Aaron McIntyre. And I forgot to get the gentleman's name. I have, I'm wearing a new hoodie today. Here, let me lower this so you can see it. All right. Can you see that? These are over at TPUSA Faith. God is greater than government. See, this is when you start speaking my love language with stuff like this. Okay. And, um, oh, it's like Reverend James. What's the, ah, I forgot. Forgive me. I taped an interview with Eric Metaxas before we went on the air today and lost track of time because I meant to look this guy's name up and give him props. Have you guys seen the video of the guy who went to the school board? The black minister who went to the school board and just lit into him for all the woke stuff and he's wearing this hoodie? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Have you seen that video? Yeah. So I I saw that guy's video, man. And I'm like, bro, I have to get me one of those. So I like ordered that hoodie. Like Like I had the wife order. dude. Yes. I had the wife order that for me like in, in the next 30 minutes and it came in yesterday. So I'm wearing it today. All right. Um, so, I mean, I, I love stuff like this. So thank you to him. I, sh- I wanted to give you credit. I forgot your name. Forgive me. I'm very sorry. I'll look it up on Twitter when we're done here and uh, make sure I give you a tip of the cap for the inspiration for the swag we are wearing today. All right. It is a Wednesday. You guys know the drill. We will have buy, sell, or hold. Uh, Daniel Horowitz will join us at the end of the hour. A quick update. I got a note from our distribution guy for Nefarious from Bryce yesterday. And he's like, man, I'm hearing from theater chains that they are hearing a lot from people around the country calling in to request nefarious. So I got a ton of emails from you guys the last 24 hours uh, sending in, you know, here's what they're telling me. Here's the email they sent back or the message that I got returned or I, 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 I thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you. I mean, you guys are absolutely making a difference for the movie, and I wanted to thank each and every one of you. We also got a lot of requests for the videos that we showed for Pop Culture Tuesday yesterday, both the react, the crowd reaction uh, to Nefarious at the Detroit screening, as well as the interview I did with the pastor afterwards. We now have all of those videos linked up on all of my socials right now. So at Steve Day Show on Twitter, look for Steve Dace on Facebook, MeWe, Gab, um, and get her, uh, at Steve day show on Instagram and TikTok as well. I think Anna has put them over there and then, um, and she'll be joining us at the bottom of the hour, by the way. Uh, so I think my daughter has put them there and it's up on truth social at real Steve days too. So I know a lot of you are like, Hey, I want to show those videos to my pastor, to people in my church that are having reservations. You can go get those videos now and share them and uh, help us to get the word out as you have been helping us in- incredibly. So uh, leading up to the, the release date two weeks from Friday. So thank you to each and every one of you. All right. Today's show, I mentioned Anastasia at the bottom of the hour. Next hour, buy, sell, or hold. I mentioned Daniel Horowitz will join us. But let us get started, as we always do, with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by another horrid milestone. Today marks the three-year anniversary of the Trump administration's decision to extend 15 days to slow the spread for an additional 30 days. Beautiful day in the Rose Garden. Tremendous distance between chairs. Social distancing. You practice it very well. Therefore, we will be extending our guidelines to April 30th to slow the spread. The better you do, the faster 
this whole nightmare will end. Of course, that decision is unforgivable, unleashing years of destruction and likely costing Trump a victory outside the margins of cheating in 2020. It also provided a new blueprint for future so-called health emergencies. The Biden administration has been mulling over an agreement with the World Health Organization that would essentially, despite what the fact checkers say, hand what's left of the U.S. sovereignty over to the WHO in times of a pandemic. Senator Ron Johnson added an amendment to a bill this week which sought to block any efforts to join such treaties. Democrats, of course, shot it down. Uh, let me just uh, list a few of the examples of some of the provisions of this draft, uh, I'll call it a treaty. Uh, currently, it would require a substantial new financial, U.S. financial commitment to an international body without a proportional voting power. It would require the U.S. to give the World Health Organization 20 percent of vaccines and other pandemic-related products produced during future pandemics. It includes a heavy emphasis on the transfer of intellectual property rights to the World Health Organization. It gives the World Health Organization a leading role in fighting misinformation and disinformation. And as the Twitter files reveal, uh, that leads to censorship and the suppression and abridging of freedom of speech. A new report estimates that 26.6 million people were injured, 1.36 million disabled, and 300,000 excess deaths can be attributed to the COVID-19 jab damages in 2022 alone, which cost the economy nearly $150 billion. Research firm Finance Technologies, founded by and operated by former BlackRock portfolio manager Ed Dowd, split the impact of the vaccines into four broad categories to estimate the human costs associated with the COVID-19 jab. Anyway, here's Dr. Anthony Fauci at Georgetown University yesterday giving a lecture called Lessons Learned from the Pandemic. Lesson nine. Why do I know about this? Uh, <laughs> misinformation is truly the enemy of pandemic control. And unfortunately, I think we all know, I don't have to tell this audience this, is that we are living in an absolute sea of misinformation and disinformation that is propagated very effectively by social media. And I'm not so sure how we're going to get around that. We now know more about the horrifying final moments of a couple of the victims of Monday's act of domestic terrorism against Christians in Nashville, Tennessee. We now know 60-year-old Catherine Kuntz, head of Covenant School, ran towards the mentally ill woman with the guns in an attempt to stop her before she was shot. We also know nine-year-old Evelyn Deekhaus saw the woman and attempted to pull a fire alarm to warn the other students before she too was murdered. Nashville police are currently refusing to release the manifesto of the trans school shooter. And now this, this is a tweet sent from Jocelyn Berry. Jocelyn Berry is the press secretary for pretender to the Arizona governorship, Katie Hobbs. On Monday night, Berry posted this tweet with the following gif. Quote, when we see transphobes, for those of you listening, the gif she posted is of a woman pointing handguns in both of her hands. The obvious implication is that she wants to murder those who think boys are boys and girls are girls. As of last night, that tweet was still posted. As of this morning, Barry has locked her Twitter account. On the other hand, many on Twitter, including Federalist CEO Sean Davis and The Daily Wire's Luke Rosiak, 
have been locked out of their Twitter accounts for bringing attention to this weekend's so-called Trans Day of Vengeance, a not-so-subtle attempt to stoke violence by Antifa and other militant rainbow groups. Last weekend, a staffer for Senator Rand Paul was brutally attacked with a knife and stabbed within an inch of his life in broad daylight, less than a couple of miles away from the U.S. Capitol. Police arrested a suspect, 42-year-old Glenn Neal, who had been in federal prison serving a 12-year sentence, but was released early for good conduct just hours before committing the attack. According to court documents, Neal told investigators he heard a voice saying someone was coming to get him prior to the attack. Joe Biden was in Durham, North Carolina yesterday at a semiconductor plant when a hot mic caught what his handlers were saying to him as he walked over to a podium to speak. Down here? Yes, sir. Down the ramp. And we have people lined up on the left over here. Uh, some union leaders and workers. Hey, guys and ladies. Your mark is going to be the blue one to the left. How y'all doing? You've got a blue mark, and that's okay. I got, I'll stay in my blue mark, and then I'm going to say hello to each one of you. Yes, sir. I'm going to, I'll, I'll help you get started. Donald Trump went on Sean Hannity's show on Fox News the other night to defend his decision to appoint the corruptocrat named Chris Ray as director of the FBI. Are you happy with Chris Ray? But just so you understand, I put Chris Ray in because I wanted to have somebody in there that everybody, including the other side, really wanted. It may not have been the right move. Let's see. Time will tell, okay? But I wanted to have somebody in the FBI because I'm an honorable guy. I'm an honest guy. I may have made a mistake, but I put somebody in that the other side, everybody agreed to. You know who recommended him to me? Chris Christie. Okay, he recommended him. And that's okay. I don't mind that. I've taken Chris Christie's recommendations before. Uh, and other people wanted Christopher Ray. And People from the other side wanted Christopher but, but, Ray. And finally, this from the Babylon Bee. Elijah criticized by Israel for unloving satire towards the prophets of Baal. And that's what happened while we were away. If that is not satire, but truth-telling on the state of the current American church. I mean, that's cash money there at the end. All right, let us get to uh, what is in uh, the montage today. And... Really quick, the best you can say about the, the Katie Hobbs official who posted those guns, the best thing you could say is she's a complete and total moron with, with no self-awareness on any level whatsoever. Except you can't say that because if that were true, she would have deleted the thing once she saw what she had done. Right? That's that's what she would have done. Probably. So you don't even get that. She's projecting. I mean, these people engage actively in policies that kill people. So I don't know why you would be shocked to learn that they are fine with you being dead. You saw the entire media across the board make excuses right. for what happened in Correct. Nashville. Correct. So that is yet another reminder of what we are dealing with here. And there is no sharing a country with any of this. And it isn't going to share one with you. It is not. So it's revival or bust. People ask me sometimes, you know, what do I mean when I say bust? What's bust look like? Antietam. It looks like Antietam. That's what bust looks like. 
Can't stop, won't stop. Unless they're made to stop. And the lesson of history, sadly, is there's only two ways things like this stop. And I have to wonder, and I, you know, I'm a Christian, so I I prefer the revival way. People get saved that way. Mercy abounds that way. The other way, they don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm on team mercy, team revival. That's the team I'm on. But if you've ever read a history book, this will get solved one way or the other. I would prefer it got solved the Jesus way. That's why I'm front and center with my biblical worldview because I'm trying to do whatever I can to play my part in that occurring. If you are one of those people, though, if you're one of those Jeff Flake, John McCain Republicans, you know, I talked about them after they got done stealing the election from Carrie Lake, remember? Mm-hmm. And I said to them at the time, I hope it's not your kid. I hope it's your kid's yes. not the next one that you wake up and blew his brains out because of a fentanyl addiction. Hope it's not yours. But I'm, but I'm sure you'll be comforted in the knowledge of knowing that you didn't vote for the candidate that was going to shut the, the border down or at least claim she was going to. None of us know the future. Maybe she wouldn't have done it. I don't know. But at least she was claiming she was going to try. For the candidate who said, I'm, I'm pro-lawlessness. And you didn't do it just because you thought the other one was too mean to your idol. How you feeling this morning looking at, at that tweet? You want to talk about mean tweets? Yeah. You want to have a lecture about mean tweets? Guns blazing if you won't let us mutilate kids. How you like those apples? More like, how do you like those serpents? Because you done already took a bite of the apple. That's why you voted the way you did. That seems really warm, fuzzy, really suburban, really unifying, right? Love is love, Steve. Love is love, indeed. So. Hope it's not your kid that comes home one day successfully convinced by Katie Hobbs and her ilk that they're not really in the right body. Hope it's not yours, but it's okay. It's okay. When, when they went and got their balls cut off and their chest bound, the, the chest bound, be comforted in the knowledge of knowing that you didn't vote for the person who said something mean about John McCain or Jeff Flake once. I'm sure, I'm sure as your son has a gaping void between his legs where his man parts once were and a deeply embedded psychosis, if not out- outright demonically possessed. I'm sure you'll be okay with the knowledge that you voted for safer tweeting. So congratulations to you on that. While we're on the topic of idolatry, see, I have this strange thing that I just despise all idols. I'm not a big fan of anybody wielding them in my presence. Well, I'm human, except for the idols that I like, of course. So that's why I need people to confront me at times. But I'm not a fan of idolatry, no matter if you're wearing my uniform or not. Which admittedly makes me difficult to get along with at times. (laughs) 
right? Whole bunch of y'all just cheered the idolatry that I just absolutely smashed barely a minute ago, right? Probably a lot of people listening in, pumping the fist. Yeah, tell them, right? Yep. Yeah. Let's smash another idol, shall we? Always. Not sure how many people will cheer this one, though. Because it is the third anniversary of 30 days to slow the spread. And remember, I have, I mean, I have, a, there's a record of everything I say are right. Right, wrong, indifferent. I try to maintain consistency. Everything I have is on all my social media channels. Everything is. I think the only thing I've ever deleted that I can think of is the Carly Fiorina full vagina stuff just because they kept using it against Ted Cruz. Okay. That, that maybe there's something else, but off the top of my head, that's the only thing I can think of I've ever actually deleted. Everything else, you can follow the arc of my opinions from the dawn of when I started social media accounts a decade or so ago. So it's all an open book. I try to, I try to practice the most consistency I can. I'm human. I, I don't hit that mark all the time, but I, I have maintained this entire time that it was actually 30 days to slow the spread that ended the Trump presidency, not 15 days to flatten the curve. I mean, I wouldn't even done that, but no one can fault anybody for not knowing what we're dealing with and saying, let's just make sure we know what's going on. But 30 days to, to slow the spread was when the Trump presidency ended on that day. Um, the presidency was handed to Fauci and Burks. Fauci was essentially given his own fiefdom to run now blue America and Kath and, and Debbie Burks ran the, the Trump white house as is openly depicted in Scott Atlas's brutal re brilliant, brutal, but brilliant read of a book. She ran the white house until the last day of it. Both of them, in my opinion right now ought to be on trial before a tribunal for their lives. I've been pretty consistent on that too. Yes. Yeah. So I think on this third anniversary of 30 days to slow the spread, why, why do I think that was the day the, the, the presidency was lost? Because this now created some in, in, in nexus of indefinite period where these blue state governors or soft red state governors like Mike DeWine could essentially just do to their people whatever they want now. And that's, that's really when all the ballot harvesting, because remember 15 days to flatten mm -hmm. the curve, man, we didn't know we'd ever have an election again. We weren't sure if we were going to live or not, right? We go through 15 days of this and outside of New York and Seattle and a few other places, the rest of America is not a pile, as you used to say, of smoldering ash. Mm -hmm. So we get to 30 days. That's now when that's now when the tyranny really now kicks into high gear. And it's clear that we're not going anywhere for a while here now. And he lost the whole narrative of his presidency and never recovered it from that point. And that set into motion the ballot harvesting, urgh, stealing of the election, everything else. That decision. So I think today's a good day to set down this marker. I, I want to make a promise to you today. And I want you to hold me to it. <clears throat> Although I'm thinking a group of you aren't going to want to do that. But we'll see. Let me start with stating this as if it's not already obvious. If the 2024 election turns out to be the guy who overturned Roe, the greatest evil of the last generation versus a demonic disciple of it, I will ballot harvest for Donald Trump myself. I will literally walk around West Des Moines with an open container soliciting people's ballots. Okay? But that election is not today. Today we are having an election to determine the best champion against the greatest evil of this generation. This one. In my opinion, you may have a different one, and that's cool. 
You might be right. I don't know. But this is mine. And since the show bears my name, this is going to be the plumb line of the show. In my opinion, that is every, what's the greatest threat of, of this generation? Everything that COVID and Operation Warp Speed hath wrought is. Including bringing us to the brink of societal ruin. Dangerous cliffs of excess deaths, inhumane tyranny, mental health, economic turmoil, etc. And frankly, Trump made every wrong decision possible to set it all in motion. This is an indisputable fact. This is an indisputable fact. This is an indisputable fact. Don't argue with me. I've got the receipts and a photographic memory. You'll lose. I'll make you look dumb because you'll be lying. To me and yourself. Don't try it. Like, don't try dunking on Dikembe Mutombo. Don't try guarding Michael Jordan. Don't come here with this. You're probably better at me at a lot of things. This won't be one of them. However, you'll get embarrassed. I will enjoy it. You won't. Any claims to the contrary that this is anything other than an indisputable fact is frankly gaslighting. Whether you're gaslighting yourself or others, that's what it is. Now, his opponent, why did I not name the other candidates? Because the other candidates to me aren't morally qualified for the position, and I'm not sure I'd even vote for them in a general. So to me, this is a two-person race. Someone suggested this morning on Twitter that Ron Johnson should run, and what would I do if Ron Johnson ran? That would be very interesting. I mean, after all, this is my number one plumb line of an issue. Who has been better on this than he has been? No one has been. I mean, he's the only politician in the, in the entire country we can say has actually helped us do our job. Mm-hmm. We learned about things involving treatments and other stuff we didn't even know. We learned it from his subcommittee, right? Right. Now, it's only recently that Rand Paul has actually started talking about correct side effects of the jab. Correct. He had previously just gone after Fauci yep. and mandates and the origin of the virus, yep. which is great. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Ron Johnson has been friggin'. Wyatt Earp, okay? So I may have to reconsider, you know, my, what, how I think the, the, the race currently stands if Ron John decided to get in. But he's not in right now. So to me, there are only two candidates that I think are morally qualified for my vote. That's why Trump's opponent is Ron DeSantis, in my view. Now, initially, he made several of the same mistakes, too. And by the way, if you're a DeSantis stand, don't come at me with, well, he did that because the Trump White House told him to do that. No, 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 not doing that. Going to be consistent. If I'm not going to tolerate, uh, Trump had his hands tied. He's the friggin' president, man. Well, they told the truth about hydroxy and ivermectin, but they wouldn't do it. He's the friggin' president, man. Of the, he runs the executive branch. All these agencies, like NIAID, FDA, CDC, who do they all report to ultimately? Yeah. Him. Buck stops with him. Similarly, don't come at me with, well, you say some pressure from the Trump White House. That's why I close. No, 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 no. Whose signature was on the shutdown order in Florida? Whose signature was it? Was it Anthony Fauci's signature, Todd? No. No. Was it Donald Trump's signature? Jared Kushner's signature? Debbie Burks' signature? Whose signature was on it? Probably Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis' signature was on it. Signature was on it. So who's responsible for it? That would be Ron. And so whose signature was on everything that came out of Washington? That would be Donald. So who's responsible for that? Donald. That's right. We hold men accountable on this show. We don't make excuses for grown-ass men on this show. Find another pet. So Ron DeSantis made several of the same mistakes, too. Here's the difference, though. When confronted with these truths, that these were mistakes, he turned away from the wrong path he was on. And this is the, in another context, this is the literal definition of repentance. Turning away from that which you are acknowledging is wrong 
and going a different way. That's the literal definition of the term. That's exactly what he did. He turned away from what didn't work and embarked upon the righteous road. To this day, Trump has done exactly none of that. He has not only admitted no error, but maintained his heinous lockdowns and poison pokes saved millions of lives. That is a lie. No other way to put it. Not spin, not embellishment, flat out lie. We must learn now if he has truly learned anything before vesting our power in him again. Because the enemy, the real one, the one that we're really up against here, not Democrats, not lefties, colleges, universities, the real one. The enemy is aware he buckled the last time and will absolutely test him accordingly again uh, if we do empower him once more. At least, what does that look like? What, what, what did the mistakes that he made cost us? There are at least 10,000 small and family-owned businesses that got erased by the decisions that were made on this day three years ago that are never coming back. Hundreds of thousands have, quote, died suddenly, and they aren't coming back either. That's the cost of buckling. And we're the ones paying it still. We have a primary to determine this answer, the answer of whether he has learned any lessons. Now, I know some of you don't want this truth. But I love you too much to let you live by lies. So I vow on this third anniversary of the wicked and immoral 30 days to slow the spread calamity that I will tell you the truth during this testing as I did the whole time Trump was failing us and failing his test before. And I will use, I vow this too. I will use every ounce of the Iowa caucus process I have access to in order to keep this vow. And there will be no complaints or threats from above me, below me, either side of me, that will deter me. That is my promise to you. I'm going to do the same thing I did 15 minutes ago when you cheered me. I'm going to tell the truth and smash idols. That's what I'm going to do. If, you, if I have said something that isn't true, not that you didn't agree with, not that you don't like, if I have said something that is factually in error, by all means, bring it to my attention. Has there ever been a time you guys have ever worked with me that you guys or anyone else has claimed that I have said something factually in error and earnestly made that claim that I have not addressed it or been willing to entertain it? Not a single time. You go out of your way. You actually read emails from people when they were correct and you weren't and you... Bring it up as fast as you can. Correct. Your excuses for Cheeto Jesus aren't claims. They're just excuses. Your fondling of your Cheeto Jesus idol. I love monkey. Love my monkey. Okay. Dance to sprockets on your own time. Won't work. Your threats. I'll stop listening. Oh my gosh. Do you have you? I have to wonder. Do you ever Steve Dace? Have you even Steve Dace, bro? I am more inclined to actually gut Trump in response to that unfairly than I am to actually go the other way. That won't work with me. I was actually strangely encouraged by the Chris Ray video watching it again because he said, I may have made a mistake. Straight up. That encouraged me. Maybe there's a chance. There's only two people in this race right now that I think are morally worth my vote. And we're up against the armies of Mordor, so do we have a lot of generals right now to turn to? No. No. Believe me, 
no matter what it may or may not do to Ron DeSantis's presidential aspirations, I would love nothing more for Donald Trump to have a little bit more self-awareness than none that he has demonstrated thus far. So that's all I care about is the truth, man. That's it. That's my only motivation. Every decision we make, have ever made, has always been about what do we think is true. That is all that I care about. A woman wrote me on Twitter this morning. Um, she says she's vaccine injured by the Moderna vaccine, but she's still going to back Trump because she doesn't like uh, DeSantis' donors. She's talking about people, by the way, who were used to be Trump donors who switched to DeSantis because they don't think Trump can win. So apparently it was totally fine when they wrote Trump checks, but now that they are writing DeSantis checks, now they're terrible. I don't understand. I don't understand. I probably cannot be made to understand why you are you prefer the guy who brags about the poison that inf- that gave you your affliction and has no remorse for it and turns your back on the guy that is going after the people who did this to you with a grand jury. I don't understand that. I don't in fact, don't make me understand it because I don't think you can. It, it, everything you would say would just sound more ridiculous to me. Nevertheless, even though I think it's ridiculous, I'll keep fighting for people like her because I think they deserve it, even though they'll hate me while I'm doing it. See, some of you hate me right now. You don't realize I'm doing the same thing I was doing previously when you cheered me. I'm fighting for you. Because the truth is our friend. The truth is its own reward. The truth is nothing to fear. And the truth sets us free. This country desperately needs truth. Desperately. So I'm going to do whatever I can with whatever magnitude, force multiplier of a platform I can bring to the table to do my part, to be a conduit for truth. You know, you've heard me talk about these amazing altitude red wines from Bonner Private Wines before. Uh, these are maybe the favorite client we have uh, for Todd. And we all love the wines, too. We've all tried them. They're absolutely delicious red wines from Malbec grapes that are grown at 9,000-plus feet of altitude deep in the Andes Mountains with families that have been at, the, at this now for going on a second century. You can't beat them. And that's why we want to make them as affordable for you as we absolutely can. Uh, We've got an amazing offer uh, that um, if this doesn't get it going for you, nothing will. All right. Because we're even throwing in a bonus bottle of their small batch limited production wine from their exclusive wine cellar. So if you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve, that's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. You'll get 50% off plus free shipping. Used to be half off the wine and half off the shipping. Now we'll give you shipping for free, which is a pretty big deal when you're talking about imported wines. All right. Four bottles for the price of three with 50% off and free shipping. You won't beat it. It's getting to be grill season here soon. Some parts of the country. It has been the entire time. Uh, red wine goes great with a good steak. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. That's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. All right, let's welcome in my oldest daughter, Anastasia. Good to see you, Princess. How are you? I'm doing good, Dad. How are you? I'll be doing very well if you're telling me I don't have to be subjected to any TikTok videos this week. 
No, no TikTok videos this week at all. I okay. thought, you know, because I was supposed to be on yesterday and then I wasn't. So then I was you like, thought you would punish us. I was like, should I do this? And I sat there for a second and I was like, no, I made that decision, even though smart call. Everybody seems to really like it. So maybe I'll bring it back soon. I mean, if I would have come in here because wasn't Mike Pence supposed to be here this morning? Yes. And he didn't show up. Yes. Mike Pence didn't show, guys. He was when supposed it, to be here in this building? Was, Mike Pence didn't show when he was needed. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Mike Pence didn't you show. You know my rule about that. Mike Pence not showing up for something. You there's know, only like three people on a list. Well, I'm going to stop talking now. But yeah, there's <laughs> Todd has a problem with yeah. uh, Mike Pence. I was told if he's going to be in the building, I just I will be taking a vacation day. I, Can you contain yourself? Yes. I've got a few things I need to say to you, sir. <laughs> but if I would have come in here and walk and had to and had to walk past Mike Pence and then have my my oldest daughter the chip off the old block say I've got more TikToks <laughs> I I'm not I don't think I would have handled it very well so thank you for having mercy upon your your old man thank you what are we doing instead so we're going to play two truths one lie this is what people voted for TikTok okay. trivia was I mean it was neck they were neck and neck okay so I I could have chosen that so I just want to say you're welcome you made an executive decision yeah all right that's my princess. Thank you. So you guys each sent me a submission. So I'll read um, read them off, and then you guys will vote on which one you think is the lie. Okay. Do we are we do we know who's is who? Will you tell us that? Yeah, okay. I can tell us. All right. All right. So that way, the other two guys. Then once you say, all right, this is Todd's. The other two of us yes. should be the ones that determine. Yes. Okay. All right, and, so. and you guys didn't. None of you gave me like the answers, so I don't know the answers either. And then I thought about doing two truths, one lie for myself, but then I was like, he's your dad, so I did. Yeah, don't not. do that. <laughs> I did not. I was don't thinking about what I do, and I was like, I am not going to do any yeah, of these. Smart, you have right now. You are three for three. You gave me a heads up this morning. Mike Pence might be here. You gotta love. She did that. She texted me. I think Mike Pence is going to be here. I thought you should know. Nice. <laughs> so you gave me a heads up all right that's great you spared me from tiktoks and you realized that i don't want to play two truth one lie with your with your with your daughter because that would be flat out creepy i feel very honored as a father right this minute in fact so thank you well next week you're going to feel like the hammer is dropping yes because... of course she will make me pay for all of this <laughs> yes absolutely all right go ahead okay so we'll start with you dad all right so you two figure it out all right go ahead okay so these are his three he once accidentally went to the women's restroom covering a Drake women's basketball game. He once won the city's spelling bee contest in the fifth grade. And he once took a former major league pitcher to the warning track in batting practice. Spelling bee one was on your list last time, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, it was. It um, was? It was? Yes. So <laughs> No, it this, wasn't. This one is easy. The it third, was not. The third one is a lot. I did not do that. <laughs> Thanks I for taking just, time out of your schedule, Dad, and putting thought into my segment. I appreciate it. I thought that I did, actually. This is the most, I, I, hats off, respect. This is the most on-brand Steve Dace thing ever. The third one is a lie, not because he took him to the warning track, but because he hit a home run, right? No. Oh. No. I did take former Major League pitcher Jerry Royce from the L.A. Dodgers. hit a home run. Who was a World Series pitcher. And, of course, he was, like, pushing, like, 50 at the time. And he came out to do batting practice. I worked for the Iowa Cubs. We did a promotion where you could, via my show, come out and take batting practice from a major league, former Major League pitcher. And Jerry Royce and I got to be buds, man. He was on my show constantly. We talked all the time. And, um, you know, we went out there. It was my turn to swing the bat. And in his defense, I mean, this is pre-weight loss, man. So I walked out there carrying a good four bills, all right? And I just got lucky. I just closed my eyes. 
And as soon as I saw him start to throw, I just closed my eyes and swung. And those four bills hit the, hit the ball and took it all the way to the warning track, man. And I, got, I was pretty hyped. The look on his face, he was not hyped. And Jerry Royce did not speak to me again the rest of the season. What would walk right by me, say nothing. He was beyond humiliated that this morbidly obese tool took him to the warning track at the stadium. And I, I understand that and I respect it. So that, that one is true. Yes. I've heard that story before. So I'm yeah. going to say the bathroom is the lie. Yeah. That's not the lie. The spelling bee is the lie. The spelling bee is the lie. In the fifth grade, in the fifth grade, I, uh, the, I was part of the, each year in Grand Rapids public schools. And well, I don't know if they still do it. They did it back then. One boy and one girl from every school, their academics achievement level was high enough that they were selected to go to a, basically a school for the gifted yeah, called the school, the zoo school. Time. Yeah. But so that's, this is that's the what next I, chapter. That's what, that's the many what, layers of zoo school. That's what I, that's what I, <laughs> oh that's what I got in fifth grade. I've never won a spelling bee, never even been in one. I don't think, but no, I went to cover uh, a Drake women's basketball game. It was one of Lisa Bluter, who's now the Iowa coach. Um, they're in the Final Four this weekend. Yeah. It was one of her last games at Drake. They were hosting the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament at Drake University, I think it was. And they were in the finals, I think against Creighton or somebody. And I had to go to the bathroom really bad at halftime. I'd never covered a game at the Knapp Center before. you know. And so I tried to beat the crowd like at the, you know, the last time out before uh, halftime. And it was like seven seconds left. So I'm like, I'm just going to get in there and get out before the crowd comes in. Just ran to the, the bathroom. So you were setting trends before the trends were setting yes. themselves. Yes, yeah, un- unintentionally. <laughs> and, you know, I, I had to go number two, okay? I had to go number two. So I run to the bathroom. That's why I didn't know. Didn't pay attention. There weren't any urinals on the door, you know? And so I, I do my business, and I look down to get some toilet paper, and I'm like, what is this other thing here on the wall? I don't, I don't know what it is, okay? I don't know why there's a, a second thing on the wall, okay? And all of a sudden, I start hearing... As I'm cleaning up here, I start hearing a bunch of voices of women, and I'm like, oh, dear, oh, God. dear God, it's exactly what I thought I do. Now I know what it is. And I'm like, I am going to get arrested. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> and so I, I just, I just close my eyes and I put my, and, and I, and I just, cause now you're going to see my shoes. I mean, I'm wearing a size 12. Everyone's going to see that. That's not a woman. Okay. Now, now they would, now they wouldn't bite <laughs> see, an eyelash. Okay. You but, get a you know, medal, not yeah, arrested. Yeah, in, 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 in 2001 or whatever this was, or 1999, people are like, why is there a size 12 pair of shoes in the women's bathroom <laughs> on a stall? So I put my feet up, just kept the thing locked, said not a word and just closed my eyes and had, and waited until the whole halftime rush was done. And then the game started and I'm praying, let nothing great happen while I'm in here. And I quickly just looked around the corner, snuck out and got out of there without anybody ever knowing and got back to center, center court and just covered the game. But that, that's a true story that did happen to me. Yeah. Is this your first time telling people this story or have you told I've it never heard this story before? You've never heard it before? No. Okay. And that's how things should have stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, I hadn't thought about that in a long time until I saw Lisa get to the Final Four over the weekend. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to cover Drake basketball, and then I remembered. And there was that time I went to the wrong bathroom accidentally. Yeah, that was almost a scandal. So there you go. Okay. Okay, let's do Todd next. Todd says he majored in poli-sci, has been to a church with a president, and owns a really cheap grill. I know the lie. What do you think it is? It's the first one. You majored in sociology, didn't you? Correct. See, I was thinking that you did major in poli-sci. I guess I didn't know that. 
I remember because okay. one time I accidentally, uh, I didn't know this about Todd, and I made a joke about people who majored in sociology. It was a good, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good joke. <laughs> it was all true. Yes. yes. And he's living proof of it, for goodness sakes. And not only did, I, I interviewed, I, I majored in sociology at the University of Wisconsin. So you got completely worked yeah, over so and survived it. that. Who was the president you went to church with? Uh, it was, we were out uh, for July 4th out in Kennebunkport, Maine. And so, so a bush? I went with uh, George H.W. Bush. He, yeah. he did the readings. It was really, really uh, nice. And it was right there at his, you know, his, the the original Episcopal old stone church right on the water there. It was really, really neat. I made it, and then I ended up printing the scripture, had a picture of it, got it printed up for my dad. That meant a lot to him. He thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. I knew that I own a really cheap grill was true because that's, yeah. I mean that. I mean, I could I could triple Todd's pay. He'd still just use that cheap grill just so he could say I own a really cheap grill. That's on brand for you. As I've okay. said, it it is, and and you did a really nice thing for me as a Christmas present once in that regard, concerning something else. But I've learned my lesson on the grill thing. My wife once got a really nice grill for me, and this is when they, we you know things were a little tighter, and I I made her take it back. I said, honey, that's that's. Too nice. It, it cheap grills. They they they're cheap for a reason. <laughs> it is worth if you like grilling. It's worth spending the money on a good grill. And I think next time I'm gonna do it. Okay. Okay. And then last but not least is Aaron. Aaron says he has smoked a total of three briskets in his life. He nearly fell into the Grand Canyon, and he accidentally caught a water moccasin. I am going to say. It's absolutely true that he nearly fell into the Grand Canyon. He took that drive a few years ago before he got married. Yeah, two of them. Yeah. And so I, I, that's, that you want to talk peak millennial out there with a selfie stick, (laughs) nearly falling into the Grand Canyon is pretty close to peak millennial. So I got to think that's true. He's trying to trick us with the brisket. I think, I think he smoked a lot more than three. Or, but he smoked a lot of things. Maybe he's he's pork butts, but not briskets. He's being, this is, this is a total, McIntyre mind game he's playing with. He's I'm trying gonna, to make the moccasin thing throw us off. I, th- I I think he has only done three briskets, and the rest has been a lot of other stuff. You do think that's true? Okay. I, I'll so let you, you make the final call. Yeah. I, I, what do you think? That, so you think the water moccasin is the lie? Yes. All right, we'll go with the water moccasin is the lie. Todd, you had me pegged this time and last time uh, up until you gave your final answer. The mo- water moccasin thing is true, and I will maintain that to my death. <laughs> well, you're not even... I've right. only smoked a total... <laughs> He's 26. Of, I've only smoked a total of two briskets in my life. The, Come on, guys. Doing. Not three. Only There's two. There's even less. Let's, uh, that's, what, that's what made me think, because you got to think with you, with, with me, you got to think is, all right, Whatever is the most embarrassing, fantastical one is absolutely true every time. Okay. That's how I roll. Um, with you, whatever is the absolute crankiest, most stubborn <laughs> option has to be true. Go with that. Okay. So cheap grill. All right. And then with, with Aaron, it is, um, you mentioned them. I agree. It was a mind game. That's why the <laughs> trick was I've smoked three. Okay. Like some very specific, very specific outlier, odd number. Okay. You know, why does that matter with you've only smoked three? Because that's the lie. I've only done two. Gotcha. Yeah. Right? Yes. All right. Yes. Yep. So basically, it's another way of saying I'm Ross, you're Joey, or no, you're Chandler, 
he's Joey. That's essentially what we're saying here, right? That would be a Joey play. I, oh, I only smoke two. That's why I got you. Ah! All right, there you go. Yes. All right, good stuff. Thank you, Princess. Yeah, thank you. You bet. Um, and please, next week. Actually, I think you're off next week. Yeah. Because we're in Dallas week. for the premiere mm-hmm. next week. And if she isn't, you can make it that way. I mean, <laughs> if we're going to go down that road. Can we, should we have a moratorium on TikTok videos? Because I favor, say I. I, 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 I. That's nine eyes. Only three people work on this show. I think the eyes have it. Okay. I'm even getting emails from people now that are like, See, no and I get emails Please from people that mercy. are like, Okay. <laughs> Keep torturing so, him. Two can play it. This next week, when I come on next week, we'll compare emails. <laughs> I'll See, bring this, the receipts. This has opened up a whole lot. If people came to Aaron and I uh, torture Steve, uh, no. You, you let your daughter on the show. It's like, I, I torture your father. Oh, this is happening now. Yes. This is what is. She, she's the sweetie. She gets away with it. <laughs> I can't stand you guys, I, though. So you don't. Okay. <laughs> You're men. You get away with nothing. She's my daughter. She can get away with whatever she wants. That's how you rolls. guys heard it. He Except said it. for more TikTok he videos. He said it. And thank you. Thank you and, for having me on. And scene. <laughs> yes. All right. Good to see you, sweetie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. This part of the show brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. Do not get caught flat-footed again when they try to kill you again. Uh, as you know, again, we're celebrating a three-year anniversary of 30 days to slow the spread. How many lives would have been saved if early treatments had not been denied? The answer is tragic and incalculable. That's why be forewarned and forearmed, courtesy of Jace Medical right now. Get the Jace case of venerable proven antibiotics like doxycycline, amoxicillin, which we had a shortage of earlier this year. Uh, Make sure you've got the peace of mind to know that you are prepared uh, should we go anywhere from a quiet place uh, to uh, just a repeat of what transpired three years ago. Have that peace of mind and those antibiotics because they they might be the next ones. I mean, they're going to take a, a, you know, if Merck is going to take a drug that it won a, a Nobel Prize for, and then a few years later, dare to write a letter calling it dangerous. There's nothing, nothing these people won't do, especially when they're not held accountable for the stuff they already did. All right. Jace Medical, J as in Jeff, or jump at this. JaceMedical.com is where you want to go. JaceMedical.com and use the promo code DACE for a discount on the Jace case. Promo code DACE for the discount when you go to JaceMedical.com couple of pieces of uh, news i guess that broke in the last half hour if i can uh if i can break in here with uh, before the end of the the hour sure jocelyn barry that is the press secretary for the pretender to the arizona governorship that we talked about in the first segment she has indeed resigned this morning also the uh, manhattan grand jury in the uh, trump case has taken a break due to a previously scheduled hiatus <laughs> you don't say you don't say. Absolutely, I think that Trump and conservative media turned the tables on them. Oh, yes. No question. And cornered them. No question. And now, and it, it's what I said last week, that this is the Homer Simpson gif, and, the, and mm-hmm. the, that DA is calculating right now what does more damage to my future political aspirations. 
a ham-fisted indictment that will collapse. At, uh, you know, once once the indictment comes out, everything the grand jury saw will become a matter of public record, mm-hmm. and they can't hide any of it. They, they yeah. will lose control of the narrative. So is that worse to my future political aspirations or just memory-holing this entire it thing is. and moving on? Which begs the question, in regarding to how you started the show, why doesn't he do this all the time on things like COVID? Why is he hiding his light under a bushel basket on that? Why isn't he going aggressive, like, all in? John Newton was a slave trader came to repentance and wrote the most powerful hymn that's ever been written outside of one of the Psalms. Imagine if the guy who authored the jab was made to be confronted with its dangers and became a true John Newton yes, champion exactly. for justice for it. Exactly. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. What is your name? Let us know via the SteveDace.com inbox. Steve at SteveDace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, and Gab. You can follow me as well at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, and TikTok. Don't forget Real Steve Dace at Real Steve Dace over on Truth Social too, and uh, thank you to all of you that are podcast listeners to this show. You're a big part of our audience. Please, if you have yet to do so, leave us a five star review. Hit subscribe or follow, however or whichever applies. To, uh, however, you podcast the program, and thank you to each and every one of you uh, that have done that for the show already. We are very, very appreciative to each and every one. want to remind you in case you missed it earlier, they have these over at TPUSA faith. And I saw one of their pastors wearing these at a, a city count or a school board that he went and laid down ordinance prophetically profit style before. And I'm like, I've got to get me one of these. God is greater than government ho hoodies because that's about we were talking about what's on brand for each of us last hour with Anastasia. This is about as on brand of a theme mm-hmm. for our show as you could possibly get. So uh, thank you to these over for TPUSA. And uh, I think that you can get them in. I don't know where Amy got mine. I think she got it in the TPUSA store. So, but they're very cool. So I wanted to give a shout out to that. And again, if you were watching Pop Culture Tuesday yesterday and you saw uh, the videos we put out with the crowd reactions from the sneak peek in Detroit for Nefarious, uh, the interview that we did with the pastor who gave it an enthusiastic endorsement, including for your high school youth ministries to see the movie as well. Those videos are on all my social channels here this morning as we speak. They're on all my social channels this morning. I just mentioned so Twitter at Steve Day Show. Uh, 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 Steve Dace on Gab, Facebook, uh, MeWe, and uh, at Steve Dace Show on Getter as well, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. You'll get those videos. Please help spread the word. And um, we're getting down to nitty-gritty time now, and the competition is fierce for screens. So thank you for all of your help. I mean, you guys have been tremendous. And uh, the movie, if you, I know most of you have not seen it yet. I promise you, the movie will repay the investment that you have preemptively made it. So thank you. All right, let's get to it. Buy, sell, or hold. This is where you in the audience, you get to determine what we're going to be talking about for the next half hour or thereabouts. You can give us a prediction, a prophecy, a list, a topic, 
Aaron has selected it. Once, uh, you know, we he reveals it, Todd, you and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we going to sell it? We maybe even offer up a reason why. Um, if we, however, use hold for any reason, for any reason whatsoever, you have to let Lindsey Graham perform your next physical. No? No. What if he's licensed? Worse. <laughs> I don't trust the experts. <laughs> I don't trust. Well, he's already an attorney. Uh, <clears throat> so there's already a reason to, to distrust him. He's already a lawyer. Throw doctor in there. And now you're like, I really don't want that guy anywhere near me. All right. When I drop my trousers. Correct. And there's other reasons why you don't want that. But that's not important now. So let's get to it. Aaron, go ahead. We will begin with Tavy Moore, too, who has this, who uh, says it's an easy <clears> one. <throat> The Monday, the 17th of April broadcast will have the highest listenership ever for the show. Probably just coincidence. Nice line. I don't know. I have, I have no idea. I mean, uh, you know, you think about last year and what, what's a woman did for, for Matt. And I love Matt to death and he deserves everything that has come his way as a result of that film. I think it's one of the most important pieces of content that our industry slash movement has produced in all the time I've either been a consumer of it or now a creator within this space. And even Anastasia will tell you, you know, um, she was kind of flirting with whether to kind of return to the values that she was raised with. And, um, and so she was kind of at that stage where she was kind of getting exhausted listening to what the, what the world had to say. And because she's my kid, though, doesn't want to admit that dad's right because she's just like me and, you know, uh, will do things out of spite, which I completely respect. And, and really, it was watching what's a woman and realizing this is absolutely just insane. What am I even thinking? What, I mean, I got to set my own ego aside here. She'll tell you that. I mean, I got to set my own ego aside here and admit my parents were just right about some things. This is just damned insane. And, and so that movie took his show, I mean, you know, a year and a half ago, if you would have looked at the combined, the total audiences of what Matt had and what we had, it probably would have been very similar. And that, that movie took him to the stratosphere. I mean, he's at the, if he's, he's, he's probably the next name after Beck, Bongino and Shapiro, probably for the biggest platforms on the right, you know, probably him and like Charlie Kirk would probably be in that next tier fair. Maybe a oh, couple other than, names I'm forgetting, but those two would be in that like than, next year. I honestly think I I don't, I don't think he takes <clears> second <throat> place anymore at the Daily Wire. You don't? Okay. I think he's right up. I mean, they're A and B. I mean, they're just one A, one B. All right. So you view you view him and Shapiro as equals almost. Okay. I do. I okay. do. All right. In terms of platform yeah. size, I'm not in this movie. You know, Matt's all over the movie. You know, he's the he's the you know the 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 lodestar of the film. I mean, he goes all the way to Africa and I'm not, I'm not in this movie. I, in fact, I put Glenn Beck, I I made a movie and put someone else in it. I put Glenn Beck in my movie instead of me. So I don't know how much the movie, even if it is very successful, will raise my visibility. I'm not the star of it. I'm not in the movie. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it'll have some impact. I don't think it'll have a, what's a woman impact though. You know? So for that reason, I think I'll sell. But I have no other way of gauging something like that. I will sell only because of the last three years. Had this movie come out before the last three years, I think I would have bought. But I, I mean, because you've told us this, 
we have been like next day appointment viewing to deal with the insanity of COVID. The you meaning the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking to them. Yeah, you've okay. told us this. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think you will do this, but I think you've been doing this for a long time because of the uniqueness of what we've done. Next up, we go to Tyler Morgan. This one might be in both of your wheelhouses, probably uh, in Steve's wheelhouse. With WrestleMania 39 this weekend, my son, six-year-old son, Benjamin, gave me this top five wrestler entrance songs. By if it's Zeller before Old. 2002, I'm all in on this. Bret yes. Hart, Heart Attack. <laughs> yeah, that's be- that's my era, you bet. Yeah. Now, you're, there's an obvious one missing here. I mean, the Road Warriors used to come into uh, Iron Man by... Uh, by Black Sabbath, right? Wasn't that what the Road Warriors used to come I, into? I don't know. Remember the makeup and everything oh, else, yeah. those guys? Yeah. I thought they came into Iron Man by... Didn't they come into Iron Man from Black Sabbath? I don't remember. That was, that was dope AF, man. I yeah. do not know. Okay. N- number four, Ultimate Warrior, Unstable. Number yeah. three, Chris Jericho, Judas. Number two, Cody Rhodes, Kingdom. And number one, Hulk Hogan, Real American. I, I don't know number two. That's post me. I don't know that one. But you got the right number one. I mean, I'm a real American. Fight for the rights of every man. I'm a real American. Fight for what's right. Fight for your life. I, dude, I owned the wrestling album. I bought that, okay? <laughs> I watched the WWF cartoon as a kid. I mean, Todd Zylstra, who lived on Den Hartog Street there in Wyoming, we used to reenact great wrestling matches from the pool in his backyard. One of the proudest moments of my childhood, man, was coming off his deck. Like Jimmy Superfly Snuka came off the top of the steel cage against Don Morocco with the giant elbow, okay? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, but you, you, there's a, other than Real American, the greatest entrance music of all time is Ric Flair coming into Thus, Thus Spoketh Zarahustra otherwise known as the theme from 2001, okay? I mean, Ric Flair coming into that has to be. Walk that aisle. You got to be the man. You got to beat the man. Woo! I, I mean, that has to be on the list, man. That has to be on the list. And for that, brother, even though you have the right number one. <laughs> for that, brother. That's a, <laughs> Yeah, brother. For that, for that mistake, okay? I mean, I'm doing you a favor. And you'll admit, you're right, Steve. Thank you. I needed that rebuke. You can't miss that, man. And for that, I got to sell. And, uh, but, and, I'm, and because I'm, 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 you, you and I both know you couldn't miss that one, so I sell. It's clear he's younger than us, though. Yeah. Because I don't even... I, well, reckon, I think it's a six-year-old son that yeah. actually did it, not him. I stopped <laughs> watching five... Yeah, well, I know five and I know one. The other... I mean, I'm, I, I never watched The Ultimate War. I'm a, uh, aware of uh, his existence. But look how happy you made Steve Dace right there. That was... Some great moments, man, from my childhood. You know what? Now that I think about it, I'm going to... Can I change my mind? Sure. Or should I just double down on what I know is a wrong decision out of ego, like we were talking last hour? The fact that your six-year-old son has Hulk Hogan's yeah. Real American number yeah. one demonstrates... Yeah. What's his name again? Uh, let's see. Benjamin was his Benjamin. son. Benjamin. No, the dad. Oh, uh, let's see. Tyler. Tyler. You have raised that. You are raising mm-hmm. that young man right. I mean, if he knows that that's the number one stage entrance song, in re- that song was out 30 years before, 40 years before he was born. You are doing one hella job as a dad if your son knows that that deserves to be number one. So I was wrong. You should now rebuke me. I made the mistake. I own it. 
and I heartily buy your list on those grounds. My favorite wrestling memory is me and my brother uh, wrestling, and uh, I'm three years older than him, and he was always Hulk Hogan, and then I would be like Barry O, and I would beat him. I don't know if you, if, if you know Barry O, you know he is the the bottom of the food chain of that area, the worst wrestler you can yeah. think of, and that would be well, me would, and would I. We call them, would they call like, uh, well, in boxing, they're called tomato cans. Are they called toys in wrestling, I right? You're just out there to get, that, when like the Saturday afternoon show, the syndicated show, because that would be like the previews for the main events, and they'd always wrestle the yes. nobody toys, the night, those guys just go out there to lose? Yes. Yeah. All right, moving on. This is a very specific list. I, I don't know. I, I don't think we'll recognize like the first four on this list, so we'll kind of run uh, by these. This is from Mike Rader, who uh, says uh, these are the top ten actors with the best voices of all time. Number oh, yeah, 10. I know all these. Okay. You do? Okay. Yeah. Number ten, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. So that's Nagin, right? Yes. Yeah. That's Nagin. Great voice. It's a good voice. Yeah. yeah. Number nine, Keith David. That's a good voice. Yeah. Okay. Max Vaughn. He's the dad in Firestarter, right? That's Keith David, isn't he the dad? The original Firestarter, the original one. I don't. I think so. No. Okay. Uh, number eight, Max von. Is it Sidow or Sidow? Sidow. Yeah, one of ah. the one of the most underrated villain portrayals of all time is Max von Sidow as Ming the Merciless in the in the Flash Gordon movie that has the Queen soundtrack. Flash, ah, you know what I'm talking about? Okay. I'm Flash Gordon, oh, quarterback, yeah, New yeah. York Jets. I just, yeah, I, I don't think voice actor though, and tragically underused as so many things were poorly done in the very first uh, Star Wars. Um, Ray, yes, I mean my goodness, but he has a great voice, so I'll buy. Yeah, number seven, Christopher Lee. Count oh yeah, three. yes, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You bet. Yeah, number six, Morgan Freeman uh, has to be way higher. Yeah, That's if anything, should, three, if anything needs to be higher, three, you're right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number five, Charleston Heston. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in his prime, yeah, absolutely. You bet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good list so far. Number four, Orson Welles. Of course. Classic. Yeah. Number four, Sam Elliott. Uh, yo, yeah. Yeah, I'd put yeah. him lower on the list, but yeah, I'm fine with him being there. You bet. Number two, Sean Connery. Yes. Just, yeah. Yes. That's that's a dude right there, man. Top even, five. That's I don't even know other about even other dudes are two, like, but. damn, bro. Yeah. If I was a chick, I'd be asking you out right now. That's what other dudes thought with a young Sean Connery. Yes. And number one, James Earl Jones. I mean, it's yes. the greatest voice acting yes. of all time is James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. Yes. Did you guys know that David Prowse, who played Darth Vader yes. in the suit, had no idea yes. when, the whole time and that he was going to be replaced? Right. You know, And so they're performing, they're acting the movie out, and he's got this kind of squeaky voice. And, and Lucas is like, that ain't happening, okay? And so he didn't find out until he went to, like, see the movie <clears throat> that he's not, it's not his voice in the suit, you know? And he was, like, bitter about that the yeah. whole rest of his career. Yeah. yeah. Even died pretty pretty bitter about it, even. Yeah. Patrick Oney says, buy, sell, or hold the Baltimore Ravens should move on from Lamar Jackson. I'm going to sell. You don't just move on from a guy who's 26 and has already been a league MVP. Um, I... I to me, I think sometimes people can each have a reason for why they want what they want and they just can't come to an agreement, okay? And, you know, I've experienced that a few times in the making of this movie. 
some people we thought we that we could work with or thought this was going to happen. You just sometimes no one's wrong. No one's bad. It's just the terms each are looking for legitimately can't be reached mutually. It is not wrong that a 26 year old man that's playing the most dangerous sport on planet Earth for which there is a limited shelf life is asking for a fully guaranteed contract, especially when that man, again, is one of the handful him, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, How many, uh, Pat Mahomes, are those the only three players currently playing in the NFL right now that have been named an MVP? It's it's not a very long list. Yeah. It is not a long list. If there's more names, it's only like one or two others, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. On the other hand, there's nothing wrong with the Baltimore Ravens saying no one, what the Browns did with Deshaun Watson was ridiculous. And because of the risk of injury, that's why we don't have guaranteed deals in the NFL and we just can't, uh, we'll pay you whatever you want. But guaranteeing it, if you go out there and blow your knee, and we can't, I mean, that would kill us with the salary cap. We can't afford that. Both sides have legit reasons for why they want what they want. I don't think there's a villain here. I just think people whose, you know, interest may not necessarily align in this case. That's all. It would almost make sense at this point for Rodgers and him to just switch teams. That's uh, a great point. Yeah. That, yeah. They just need a new place. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. You're still back to the. I know the whole league was really pissed at the Browns for that deal that yeah. they offered Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And it, it was. Especially given the circumstances. Yes. So we're going to finally do a fully guaranteed deal and we're going to give it to a guy that's literally, you know, barely evaded the 5 0. Of course. They and were. what precedent that sets for the rest of the league yeah. moving forward? Yeah. Next up, we have David Geiger who says Caitlin Clark is the most exciting women's basketball player of all time. I think that's possible. I, at the very least, she's in a group with like Cheryl Swoops and Cheryl Miller. And so since we're talking pretty high cotton, I'll buy that. Yeah. Especially because of the way she plays. She's kind of the women's Steph Curry. That's yep. exactly right. Just taking yep. a step in from half court and launching, yeah. man. You know, that's just fun as hell to watch that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Next, we go to Peaceful Separation, who says Ron DeSantis's greatest contribution <laughs> may actually be the Me Too factor he's created with other GOP governors. I think he means uh, getting them on board exactly. to follow his. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, what was the running joke in 2021? People like our, our colleague and friend Chad Prather were like, if you want to know what Greg Abbott's going to come up with, just watch what Ron DeSantis does. And about three or four weeks later, Greg mm-hmm. Abbott will say, yeah, me too. OK, mm-hmm. so. I, I, and he's trying to do it right now on the on the 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 central bank digital currency. He's trying to get basically every red state on board with in saying we're not going to impose and facilitate this. So I think that's a great point. Yeah, agreed. Bye. Bye. We have Sirius as a myocarditis attack who says Mount Rushmore of the most iconic action movies ever in no particular order: Terminator, Die Hard, James Bond, Top Gun. Can I go back? to the last one really quick and then you can reset this sure i actually think what that guy is saying it could be a very potent argument for why you would support trump for president instead because if your argument is there's only so much that can be done in washington and why would we take a guy who is able to essentially build a coalition of 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 red states it, right. I mean, that's our I mean, our prime directive on this show politically is making red states redder, red communities redder, getting people to leave blue states where they're wasting their citizenship, going to red states. We spend we spent far more time the last couple of years talking about that than we have presidential politics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if your argument is, I think if we're playing game theory out. He actually has more freedom 
because of the sweeping wins he has done now in Florida and destroying the Democratic Party. The next four years, he could do more in creating a coalition of like-minded governors. Um, I think that's a pretty potent argument, actually. And I think that you could be very intellectually honest. And um, I mean, I, you know how much Daniel loves Ron DeSantis. They have been friends for years, know each other well. But I'll bet you if we put, and I'll, maybe I'll even ask him when he comes on here in 10 minutes. If I put the Wonder Woman of Lasso of Truth around you, would you rather have Ron DeSantis in the White House or building a, a firewall of red states so that it almost doesn't matter who the hell's in the White House? I bet you he'd choose the latter mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. If that's your, if you want to make that argument to me, I, I won't have an issue with that whatsoever. But, Just don't, don't lie to me yeah. and don't lie to yourself. If you lie, I will step in. If we disagree, but it's honest, I will tip my cap. All right. Uh, let's see. We'll reset this now. Uh, Sirius has a myocarditis attack. Uh, Mount Rushmore <laughs> of the most iconic action movies ever in no particular oh, wow. order. Okay. Term- so just so you guys know, whenever we get these evers, because the options are so unlimited, I will buy unless you immediately say something. I think no way. Okay. So we's, we've got uh, Terminator, Die Hard, James Bond, and Top Gun. There's nothing there I would say no way. I would probably not have the term the, any the Terminator franchise on there. But I also can understand. I mean Terminator 2 I mean is one of the greatest sequels I think in yeah. Hollywood history. Yeah. So I I don't have a problem with the list. So I'll buy. Wouldn't be my list, but I'll buy it. It would not be my list either. It's nothing against James Bond. I'm not a James Bond hater, but I I don't think that would be in my top 4. Not a big James Bond guy myself, but I recognize game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Next we have Chuck Gregory, who says everything as an aggregate since Avengers Endgame has been either a failure or a disappointment. And I think he's talking about everything. The MCU? Not just in the MCU, just movies in general. There have been some bright spots, but everything as an aggregate, he says, has been a failure or disappointment. Yeah, it's been bad. Okay. I mean, I had a very difficult time coming up with the top 10 movies this year, or for 2022. There were five that in most years would still make my list. The other five, I just had to come up with five more, you know? Um, For every Maverick, there is a 10 or 15 others that are like, what you doing? You know? So, sadly, that is more true than I would like it to be as a cinephile, so I will buy Next, we go to Steven Skinner, who says Dallas, the Cowboys, will improve without Elliott. I mean, I can see it. I mean, Tony yeah. Pollard was basically a better back than him last yeah. year. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I could see it. Sure. I don't know. Improve meaning off the offensive stats, wins. I mean, that could mean a lot of different thresholds. Just the pressure you know? to use him, though, I think. Yeah. I, I think what what he did him. do, because Tony Pollard is not the biggest guy. He really did kind of accept the role that Jamal Williams had for the Lions last year. He did accept kind of the short yardage goal line guy, you know, um, and there is certainly some value in that for sure. But I mean, he had, he's, he's been, he's already was surpassed by Tony Pollard. So as long as you get him back and healthy, I, I don't, at the very least, I don't think there'll be a drop off there at all. Next, we go to Red Lego Brick, who says Trump's feud with DeSantis will do serious damage to the achievements made with DeSantis's leadership, ultimately causing Florida to regress back to a purple state. 
I don't, I'm trying to think of why he thinks that because that would make me contemplate if there is something I had not considered to buy this. Yeah, I don't think so. I, I think it's far more likely to, that Florida goes back to a purple state because they don't have Ron DeSantis. Like, I don't even, do you, I don't even know. I should I probably know. look Who's it up. Do, do, do you know there. who the lieutenant governor no. is? I don't even know. No. All right. And so there's pluses and minuses to having a singular champion like that. I mean, the pluses are, you know who to go to when it, when it goes down, right? The minuses are when that guy hits it by a bus, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it's far more likely Florida would go back to a purple state for that reason. Again, we're just going to tell what we think is the truth here, mm-hmm. right? I think a lot of people, whether they love Trump, like Trump, hate him, despise him, wherever they're at on the Trump you know, hierarchy of uh, needs, okay, wherever you're at on that pyramid, I think most people know much of what Trump says is BS or bellowing. And you've either made your peace with that because you look at achievements. You love that because you know a lot of the people that, that, uh, that disagree with you are lying to you anyway, mm-hmm. so you don't care. Or you hate that because when he gaslights or he bellows, it goes against your... You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I think most people know going in, this isn't serious. Uh, a lot of these, you know, uh, claims and, you know, the, bo- the, the boisterousness, it's just bellowing. I think most people know that. And so I don't think there is long-term damage from that. I don't. I think it's far more likely Florida goes purple because it doesn't have Ron DeSantis. We go to Mike LaPon's Silent Assassins next, who says, when DeSantis is asked in a debate, was the 2020 election stolen? He'll say Yes. I think he'll say everywhere but Florida or not in Florida or something like that Uh, because we actually took election integrity seriously, you know, and so that's how we went from a state where we went from hanging chads to we were the first major state. We had everything wrapped up and tidy by 10 o'clock Eastern. Good night. Good luck and uh, drive home safely. I think he'll say that. I think he'll say it wasn't in Florida or certainly everywhere other than Florida, something along those lines. I don't... uh I don't think he will be that cut and dry. Um, it, and I, it, it's too easy to hijack what that means. But I think you say, listen, they're obviously trying to steal it, and they've done it in more elections in 2022. And the fact that we still do not have answers, sufficient follow-up to those two elections, is why um, we need to do better. This is why the Carrie Lake case is so important. Yeah. Yes. Carrie Lake is pursuing the, the chain of custody of the, do, of the, of the ballots. Mm-hmm. Everything we set here for weeks after right. the election, yelling at the Trump team. Enough with the fantastical theories, even if they're true, okay? We can't possibly prove that stuff before the certification deadlines. The chain of custody is the thing in which you'll catch the conscience of the king. Where do these ballots come from? Why are they all so uniform? Mm-hmm. How, come, how come the rejection rate is lower in these rando ballots than we get in any other election cycle? How do you possibly explain right. that mathematically? That's the argument. Yes. That you, and, and that's the argument she's made. And that's why I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how big a win she's gotten, but it's why she's gotten anywhere why she's gotten any standing at all is because they have made very focused arguments they clearly learn from the mistakes of what happened in the aftermath of of the 2020 election correct 
Next, Brad Epley says the over-under for how many times Steve will see Nefarious this year is 30. <laughs> oh, we're going way over, guys. I mean, I'm pushing 20 right now just with the screenings I've done around the country and who I've shown it to. Uh, we're doing a, an outreach thing at our church with it on Thursday. Um, we're going to do the premiere, our red carpet premiere in Dallas on Tuesday. Um, there is the Des Moines red carpet premiere on April 12th. We're going to do an opening night event in my home t- old hometown of Grand Rapids on April 14th. Yeah, I mean, we're good. And then, then you know I'm going to want to just sneak into some theaters around town just to watch people's reactions and stuff like that. So we're going to, we're, I mean, we're, we're pushing 20 right now. So you bet we're going to hit 30. Yeah. There you have it. Next, Jake allegedly says Trump was the last Republican president. I, I think the Graham is coming. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think this could be true, but probably not for the reasons this is being asked. I, I don't believe you allow widespread voter fraud. Let me rephrase it. Widespread voter fraud is not how you lose your civilization. A lost civilization permits widespread voter fraud. I actually am much more discouraged. I was angry, very angry, on election night on the Blaze stage on 2020, the day after on Glenn's show when I got our company demonetized on Facebook. I was angry watching that happen. I was demoralized on the stage on election night 2022. Because now there's no more excuses. Trump's not on the ballot. I, hate me. I don't care about any of that. Straight up, do you like the demonic direction of the country? And I thought for sure... That next level of American who may not necessarily be constantly with us, but is not insane, would show up. And they did not. And almost all incumbents got reelected everywhere, with limited exception. And that, to me, is a sign that a lot of people have, frankly, just kind of given up at this point. And that is why I could, I could buy this, is that, is because of that. Um. I'm going to sell, though, because if I, th- if I allow myself to think that is true right now, it will personally demoralize me. I, I, was, tell- I was joking with Todd and Aaron before the show. I, I'm, I get out of funks by fights. I need fights. That's, how, that's what fires me up is a fight. And I, if, if I start believing that there's no hope in the fight, you know, this won't last much longer. You know, so I ne- I'm going to sell on this. Just because I, I need it to not be true right now for me on a personal level. I have to sell if I believe the things I believe about Ron DeSantis currently. So I'll sell. All right. That's it for uh, this segment of Buy, Sell, or Hold. More coming up in the overtime. Yep. We will have what remains of your Buy, Sell, or Hold propositions coming up in the overtime. We will have the profit of woe and lamentation, though, when we come back for our final segment today. Stay tuned. Let's get to it. He is, and it is an appropriately and aptly earned title. The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation. And I remind, I'm reminded, you're not going to be with us next week because we're going to be in Dallas for the premiere of Nefarious. So you've got, you, you're welcome to now bring us two weeks of spite. I'm sorry. Uh, woe and Lamentation, our good friend and colleague, Daniel Horowitz. How are you, brother? 
Well, just like Jeremiah, I'm about to be thrown in the pit. I'm going to jail. Give me, uh, I have a give, give, send, go page, uh, a million dollars in 24 hours. Let's go. Let's go. On or God clock. will call me home. I think I've heard that somewhere before. Anyway, all right. Um, let's get to it. It is the third anniversary of what I think it was really the end of the Trump presidency. I think you yep. could, uh, 15 days to flatten the curve. I mean, I wasn't supportive of that at the time, but I can understand why in the midst of the mass panic, let's just get it, as Dick Vitale would say, get it to you, baby. I, I can get, I can understand that. But it was the 30 days to flatten the curve when nothing outside of New York and a few other cities were smoldering ash and we're looking at recession and everything else. That's really when I think the the Trump presidency was lost. The agenda was lost. These governors are now basically, especially in the blue states and Mike DeWine, but I repeat my, you know, I repeat myself, uh, basically now are indefinitely empowered to do to their people whatever they want. Fauci has given his own fiefdom to basically be the the papal head of blue state America. Debbie Burks essentially now takes over the Trump White House from this time forward. I think this was the day, the ballot harvesting, everything that we saw in that wretched year, the decision made this day, I think, is when that year was lost. Your thoughts? Well, it's not just that year, but we're paying for it to this very day. And that's the thing. We can understand that, you know, you didn't know the whole truth. You didn't have on your bingo card that this was a pandemic from day one. We're trying to catch our breath. But it was the fact that the man never got off of it. And I would argue, and I just did a column on this, it's not just uh, March 29th. I mean, it was for the remainder of the year. He was saying he saved lives with the lockdowns. Um, he refused to fight on on really any of those issues with the lockdowns. And then obviously to this very day with the vaccines as well. Um, but but Steve, I, I think this is what a lot of people forget about him. There, there's a central point that people don't realize about Trump that we live through on every issue. And two of them I was dealing with today, one of them, the first step back, the uh, a staffer of Rand Paul who was stabbed. It turns out the career violent criminal who was released was released under the first step act. The Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian, Javanka, Brooke Rollins, Koch brothers brought into the White House pushing that. We blocked it successfully under o- the Obama administration because all Republicans opposed it. But once Trump supported it, we had no opposition to it. As you well know, I was the last man standing on that. And all of this has one common thread. People see Trump on the campaign trail. He's at the top of his game on the campaign trail. He is. He will say he really is. He'll say what you want to hear and he won't back down. So he'll say, you know, John McCain wasn't a war hero. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, he's going to get crushed. He stands in that breach. You know, your wife is ugly. I ain't backing down. Okay, so, wow. okay, you know, maybe it's not my style. I wish you wouldn't say it. But, you know, that that's the type of persona that's going to be a guy who could burn it down. We heard a lot eight years ago that, look, you know, he's not a conservative per se, but now's not the time for conservatism. It's the time to burn down the system. And, and we broadly agreed with that, but there was one problem with that. When it comes to governing, when he is confronted with an inflection moment, a clamor, a clamor in the polls, in the media, in the NGOs and Republicans and you know Chris Christie's and Lindsey Graham's and Koch brothers, and they say this is what needs to be done. Um, if you don't pass this bill and then have Jerome Adams print uh, – Jerome Powell print money – Jerome Adams was the Surgeon General, Karen. Another terrible hire who continues to to lie daily about COVID and the jab on his Twitter feed. But the stock market's going to crash. 
you can't have a government shutdown. He's actually said this when he was still running. You, know, you can't default, default on the debt. He gets very scared of those things. Um, he sees this is where it's at policy-wise. The dreamers, the dream- huh? Do you, you want to look like you're mean to the dreamers? Um, criminal justice reform. This is where it's at. There's two elements you need to govern. You need brains because you have to understand the issues, um, and you need courage to stand for something just beyond your own self-survival at that moment. And you have to be willing to talk through an issue, articulate through the fire, um, and then be willing to take a hit when you believe in the long term something is both strategically policy-wise but also politically winning to take that temporary hit to serve a broader end that you think um, you know, you, you, you invest in a stock, it's going to go down, but you know on net it's going to go up. Trump, I mean, th- there's no 3D chess there. It's a five-year-old playing checkers. It's whatever is literally in front of his eyes at that moment. You saw with DeSantis, he started off with skyrocketing high uh, approval rating his first year. He took a hit with those first few months of COVID, the whole DeSantis thing. He went down to 50, maybe a little bit below 50. It was mediocre before he recovered and was vindicated. And he was willing to see that. And I would argue that, Steve, even based on what you said last week, DeSantis views politics just like he does policy. I would have said, come on, get out there, be the hero that Trump's not going to be. Go and say you're going to you know, shoot down the NYPD and not mm-hmm. extradite this and this, even though he was never going to be picked up. And then it turns out, I mean, I don't know, we're a week later. It still hasn't happened. And who knows if it ever was. This man is willing to take a hit to look at a broader term. Um, he is the best at governing. And that's the question. Do you want campaigning or do you want governing? Trump doesn't burn things down. He's very into stability. He is scared of instability. I don't know if you played the clip yet on your show, but when Hannity surprisingly asked him about Christopher Ray, which people forget wasn't just a holdover, but that was his new appointee to the FBI. Yeah, that's we what, were you, that's what you replaced James Comey with. Yes. Yeah. And we were rallying against at the time, at least pick a guy like Giuliani and you, And the thing about Trump is I think what our base likes is when you catch him on an interview, you one on one, there's no games. He will tell you what what's on his mind. There's no finesse. And and, and it's very endearing. And I think you have to kind of watch the video. I think he was very sincere. And he's like, look, the Democrats kind of wanted him. Chris Christie told me he's a good one. And that's that's how he reacts. That's how he governs. And then there's the second half of it is once he does that, he doubles down and doesn't admit a mistake. And he bizarrely said, time will tell whether it's a mistake to have appointed Chris Ray. So even now, just like with the vaccines, he doubles down on it. This is what people don't understand. He doesn't burn down a system while governing. He burns it down while campaigning rhetorically, but that doesn't burn anything down. And the bottom line is you got to have the smarts. You got to understand the policy. You got to believe in in taking a hit for yourself and you got to surround yourself with people who share those values. Which candidate has those and which doesn't? So let me pose a question to you that I actually just mentioned a few minutes ago for you for, for you came on. And I think I know how you'll answer. But let me see. If you had the choice, you you got to decide. 
you can either put Ron DeSantis in the White House or you leave him in Florida for a full second term where he will instead build some form of a successful coalition of red state firewalls against Washington. So it almost doesn't matter who at all is president on several levels. Which would you prefer? So there's ideally and there's pragmatically. Um, I first was an idealist. I think I said on your show before, if this were a, a chess game and there are pieces on a board and I can manipulate them, here's what I would do. I would have Lisa Murkowski be the GOP nominee. So, you know, you, 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 I'm saying you get the uniparty sodomy in Washington anyway. We have a 90-10 left to Senate. So let's just make it official and, and stop all this fanfare so people will finally slay that golden calf. That's done. We are done. You ain't saving that. It, this is you know, the most Washington's Daniel I- answer ever. Go ahead. Um, Washington's yes, Iran. Yep. Then I would take DeSantis and make him governor of Florida forever and do exactly as you said, lead that coalition of de facto national divorce. And then I would take Trump. Remember, what does Trump excel at? Not governing. That's what we have DeSantis in there for at holding rallies, hyping up the base, applying the pressure, traveling around to every other stupid fake red state and having them join and do better than what DeSantis is doing. And and boom. And that's how you have a force multiplier. That's where we need to head. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that we don't have a red state revolution because they all suck and they're terrible. Every one of them. Um, And then DeSantis cannot, you know, Murphy's law. You have to have no term limits in Texas where we need them. But we have them in Florida where I wish we didn't have them. At best, you're only netting another two years out of him. Okay, if he were to be there's nowhere else for him to go. Um, I don't believe in the presidency being the end all. It's not. But the bottom line is the platform of running for the presidency is the big enchilada. That's what everyone cares about. That's what everyone hypes. So you may as well use it for our momentum. You need to have that one leader that we never had and people hope Trump would have been that to create other mini me's in the other red states from governor to AG to state legislature to county positions on down. If you, I don't know if you've seen, DeSantis has said some of this in some of his interviews. I want all of them to succeed. I want them to be better than me in some of these other states. Um, it's not just about me and running for president, he said to Brian Kilmeade on Fox, but I would I, I wish um, red states could be doing all of this right now. Uh, Ryan Gerdusky, who's the head of really one of the most effective, forward-looking, innovative ideas, the 1776 Project with school boards, um, he, he said that, you know, DeSantis was the only governor who reached out um, and he's done this. If you look at at a state to county level, he's rebuilt the counties, made them based, you know, even flipped Broward County school board positions. To me, I don't have much hopes for him as president because I don't have hopes for anyone. What are you going to do with the 90-10 Senate? What are you going to do with how do you how do you fix the military? How do you fix fix HHS? How do you fix DOJ? There's nothing to to drain. But I feel almost like his le- leadership of the party in driving the debate towards our issues and strategies in the red states that in itself the platform of running for the president and possibly being president as party leader that is where you have the utility in the world we live in. I think that is the most effective use of him. Final question. Trump actually said in that Hannity interview about Christopher Ray, maybe I made a mistake. That is the closest to any statement of repentance publicly we've heard from him on virtually anything ever. 
if Trump were to become repentant, and you know, you and I aren't God, we cannot determine if something is sincere or not, and a campaign doesn't provide necessarily the the long-term fruit of someone's life to decide to tell you if that's true, but at least publicly repentant for what happened here with Operation Warp Speed, in particular with Operation Warp Speed. Do you think, what, how do you think that would change or alter the looming race between him and Ron DeSantis? Oh, I think, I mean, I think he would box out the entire uh, need for Ron DeSantis because despite the fact that everything I just told you still applies, I think you and I both agree in terms of the Cheez-Its versus the steak. People want the Cheez-Its. They want the the sugar. They enjoy the show. Um, whether that's enough to bring him over the finish line without repenting, maybe, maybe not. It could be. I don't know. But if he were to actually uh, come on board with that issue, um, I think I think he would win easily. Yes. So tomorrow, Ron DeSantis says, you know what? I've heard from too many of my or, I'm sorry. Donald Trump says I've heard from too many of my supporters. And whatever this vaccine may or may not have done in the early days of its unveiling, it's clear that this thing has become way too dangerous, way too toxic. We shouldn't be doing fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth rounds of boosters. Um, we're going to re- 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 yeah, repeal the PERP Act uh, and go after the 86 Amnesty Act uh, when I am president. What's that do to the GOP primary, in your view? End it? It clears. It clears the field. It clears the field because it, it again... All our base needs is rhetoric, promises, and that's what we've learned. And even and also, by the way, just so you know, he is eligible for two terms because he wasn't president before. That was um, Mnuchin and Tillerson and you know, Javanka <laughs> and Burks and Fauci. So he actually could serve two terms because um, he wasn't president. I mean, this has been one big campaign. I mean, I hate to sound cynical, but I actually think people are very much – they, they so badly want to see the good in him, and this is pretty pretty broad across the Republican electorate. Not not all of it, but I, I would say maybe a majority of it. Um, if he were to show that humility and and at least in in word, if not deed, show that he has uh, you know changed on a couple of issues, I, I really think he would clear the field. I think it would. Well, first of all, he's shown like no self awareness, remorse, repentance. His entire public profile. Here. So I, I do think it would give people a fresh look in a reboot, regardless of, of the fact it also happens to be the worst pox on his record to begin with. But yeah, that's, it's interesting, which then makes you wonder, knowing how much he loves to win, if, if this is all that is being asked of him, is, is we are eager to forgive you for one of the worst policy decisions of all time that people are still dying suddenly from. If you just show us any remorse and repentance and he's not willing to go there, then... I think that that think that speaks pretty much volumes about you know him as an individual if that's really the path to the the vindication that he is seeking. Good to see you again, Daniel. We'll see you again in a couple of weeks, brother. Thank you. Take care. You bet. Thoughts on our conversation with Mr. Horowitz. Well, that last part with you, him loving to win is not what drives him. I mean, I know somebody who lo- loves to win. I mean, he, I'm looking at him right now. Is he like <laughs> he's not you, he's nothing like you. He, you, because you like to win, you will alter your tactics. He's not changing. Or do we define winning differently? He likes adulation. He likes attention. Yeah, He's like, uh, that's not winning. W- winning is a, to him is an ego affirmation. Winning to me is, 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 is well, truth so, vindication. Those are two different things. And Sometimes he, they can be aligned, 
But my ego mm-hmm. doesn't give a rip what you think about me. He, it just wants to know if I'm telling you the truth and I'm right about what I'm saying. And That's his all. ego has been given a boost by losing. Look at what they had to do to me. And he's not wrong True. about that. But they still did it. And he's still not president right now. And he's not altering the tactics. And he's not going to win a general. Whether he makes that repentant move or not right now, it's going to take something even more than I that. I think a repentant move, though, would cause some people to say, maybe he's figured... I, I, I think some people would. I do. But maybe I'm wrong. Aaron, what say you on the way out of here? Yeah, none of that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So we're done. We're done here. Moving on. See you tomorrow. Now, I just... Until I see it. What, what was the, your mantra of 2016, Todd? Status quo is the status quo until it's not anymore. Yeah. I think yeah. that was 2015 yeah. or 2016. There you go. The status quo is what you just lamented about Donald Trump. And until that is not the case, that's the same reason why I'm picking Donald Trump to win the Republican primary. Not because I want him to. Not because I'm going to support him necessarily, unless something changes. But because it's the status quo for now. Fair enough. All right, we've got some more buy, seller holds to go through. We'll do that in overtime for Blaze TV subscribers at blazetv.com slash dace. Go there, become a subscriber now. Don't miss it for the rest of you. We'll see you tomorrow. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.